Welcome to The Porch Cast, the podcast where we talk about being a creative business owner and all the crazy ups and downs that go along with that. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, and I can't wait to get started. Well, hello. Welcome back to The Porch Cast. I'm so excited to be here with Summer McLean today. Um, She is a wedding planner, owner of My Simply Perfect Events, um, based in Atlanta, Georgia, and also has an online school for wedding planners called The Academy. Um, So I'm so excited to hear from her and what she's been up to, and just uh, thanks for being here today and being open to to chatting. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. And you're you're a writer too, right? Like you've been featured a bunch of places. Yeah, I write for the Huffington Post. I write for Essence Magazine. I, I mean, I write for my blog. So yeah, so they're, yeah. Bunch I of love that. I love that. So can you do a bigger intro to you and your business and how things started, evolved, all of that? I lo- always love hearing the story of how people get into their business and, and yeah. the pieces along the way, and then we can jump off from there. <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. So, um... I've been planning for a little over 13 years and at the time my group of friends were all getting married like you know people in the group were dating each other we were all pretty young and no one had been married before and you know weddings have changed so much since our parents had been married and so um this group of friends we just we used to hang out probably from like you know morning till early morning, you know, <laughs> late morning. And um, so we were sitting around talking about one of our friend's weddings and no one knew how to do anything. So I just started doing a little bit of research and um, I figured some stuff out for them. And then another group of friends or another you know, couple was getting married. And so it was kind of the same thing. And one night we're sitting around talking and everybody was like, why don't you do this? And I'm like, ah, I was a legal assistant at the time. Um, but I used to throw really big birthday parties for myself and, you know, all of my friends, they just kept saying, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And I was like, okay, let me see how I can do this. And and that's how it started. So that's amazing. And you just like fell in love with it from there or did, did it just keep growing or, um, how did it get to, cause that was like 13 years ago, right? Yeah. Which is crazy. So, you know, in Atlanta, um, I mean, now, you know, we do weddings big, you know, like we, we kill it in Atlanta, you know? And, um, and so I think a lot of us at the time, were just kind of trying to find our footing and just trying to figure things out and, um, you know, try to find our, our place. But I did, I did love it. Like I said, I was a legal assistant at the time and, one of the hardest parts was on the weekend, you know, I would, I would be the boss, you know, and I'm putting together these incredible events, you know, and I'm like traveling around the country. And then on Monday, you know, I'm like asking for permission to go to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, it was a nightmare. And then like, you know, running off into empty conference rooms, you know, to have meetings with my clients and stuff. And, um, yeah, so it kind of, I really loved it from the beginning, but, um, you know, I think part of the dedication was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. 
to be like, okay, I have this taste of what it's like to run my own thing and go all yeah. these places and then come back and be like, can I go to the bathroom? And you're like, no, no, yeah, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I'd be gone and I'd come back and, you know, the partner that I worked for would, you know, I'd be like, oh, Summer, where have you been? I'm like, in the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, what do you, <laughs> you know? And, and it was, you know, it was, it was, you know, the, like the corporate part of it all, you know, where it's just like, you know, it's, 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 it, it just was not good. And so it actually made it worse and worse and worse. Like being at work was just a nightmare after a while. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, it just, it just was all bad, you know? And so, um, that's, that's how I, you know, I, I just loved it even more. It made me look for clients more. It made me, um, just like work a little harder, you know, and, try to get my work published. It just, everything my, the goal was, I kept saying, I, you know, I'm going to stay here until I'm too busy to do both. And then I got let go. So that was, <laughs> you're like, and here's my opportunity to fly. <laughs> well, I, I walked in, I, I walked into work one day and everything was like really, really weird. And there was just a, the, the law firm that I was working for, um, we were like the kids in the divorce, you know, like the law firm split. I walked in one day and like 60 of us were let go one day. And, um, the guy that I was dating at the time, I remember I was, it was, it was, uh, December 17th. We were supposed to have our company party. And, you know, so during the holidays, no one's really working, you know what I mean? So everyone's on vacation. So it didn't really feel weird until January, you know, rolls around and I was like, oh man, like, I just feel awful. And you know, I'm like, I'm unemployed. And he's like, what? He's like, you're the CEO of my Simply Perfect events. And that just, that changed everything. So. Yeah, totally. Had, was that the first time you'd ever really heard that of like, oh yeah, I am the CEO. Yeah. yeah. Because for, because for me, you know, people would say, uh, this is something I talk to my students about all the time. You know, they say, you know, is this, do you, do you just do this on the side? Do you just do this on, you know? And so then there's this thing inside where you're kind of going like, Oh God, you know what I mean? Like it delegitimizes you constantly. And so I, I had some of that inside and then also, you know, you know, there was, yeah. So the, when he said that, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I have a lot more power than I actually realized, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm curious. How do you help coach your students through that when they're like, can I really call myself a wedding planner yet? Can I really like step into this CEO role yet? Like, how do you help them get there? Cause I know that like believing you are is like a big piece of going oh, yeah. and doing it. One of the first things I tell them, cause a lot of people are, are say this in my DMS, a lot of people there's I think the biggest part of this whole thing at the beginning is the confidence and then allowing yourself to say um, that I'm a wedding planner. And so I always tell people, I don't care how many weddings you've done. You know what I mean? I, I don't care how many weddings you've done. Like you've done one wedding, you're a wedding planner. You've done, you've done one birthday party because people would say, well, I did a birthday party, but it was just for my niece. I'm like, where does it say it has to be for a stranger? You know? So, um, so yeah, that's really, that's like, one of the first things, even before people join the Academy, you know, cause people reach out to me and ask me about it. And that is one of the first things I always tell them, like, you know, confidence is going to get you far in this. And the first thing is that you are a wedding planner. So I don't care how many you've done, you're a wedding and event planner. Now let's go. 
take that burden off your shoulders, take that awkwardness away. Now let's move on, you know? Totally. Yeah. I, I see similar stuff in the photography industry too, of yeah. people having a really hard time just like owning that that's what they do. Yep. I'm like, you have to before you like can charge what you need to charge and stuff like that. Confidence is so important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, the charging thing. Oh, <laughs> you know, the charging thing is a big thing. People always say, you know, it's, it's this, um, you know, it's, it's really a business confidence thing is, is charging what you're worth. You know, it's people always say, well, what about this person? What about this person? And you know, it's, you know, well, this person doesn't charge as much as this person. It's like, what do you charge? You know, and, and, you know, well, I haven't been doing this as long or, you know, whatever. And so sometimes, you know, I'm like, throw out a number and see the attraction that you get. And the other thing I do, I tell people too, you know, my mom always says, you don't know if you don't ask. And so I used to say this at the beginning all the time, you know, you don't know if you don't ask. And so then that'll let people know. Because people are sometimes embarrassed to say this is outside of my budget. But once you kind of disarm them that way and say, listen, you know, let's, you know, let's talk. They come back to you and it might be a couple hundred dollars less. They just are really like, I just do not have, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think the, I think confidence is going to get people far. Totally. Yeah. Do you have things that you, um, coach people around like building their confidence or things that you personally have as you've built your business? Like how did you help? How did you find more confidence or kind of like step into that place? Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm very direct just period. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if anyone's been to my, my Instagram alone, you know, anytime, but especially right now, you know, I'm, I'm very direct. And so, um, you know, but also just having a bunch of like, you know, girls, like when you're sitting around with your girls, you know, you don't really beat around the bush, you know, you tell them, all right, listen, or you, you observe them and you know what's going on. And it's kind of the same thing when I have a client, I know what the cues are, what, what the buzzwords are. Right. So when someone says, you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I'm not really into flowers. It means that they don't have a huge budget for flowers because they don't know what the budget is. Right. And so there are a lot of different words that are different things that people say. And so I always ask, what do you mean by this? And so it's the same thing when I'm coaching my, my students. And so I can, the questions that they ask and the things that they see before they say it, or if they're not saying it, I just kind of address it. You know, listen, I think that this is what the problem is. Who cares? We're going to throw that out the window. Now we're going to move on because you know, you can't really give people confidence other than, other than that, really, you know what I mean? And so, um, and so I always let them know the places that I've been, you know, that I, I, you know, I identify with them because that's the whole point. The reason why I started the Academy was because people were coming to me and they would say, you know, like I want to, you know, intern with you and this, that, and the other, I was traveling so much at the time. And I'm like, I don't, I can't have interns. I'm, I'm, I was living in LA. I, I was, you know, I was just kind of all over the place. And so that's why I started the Academy. And the other thing is that so many people were saying, you know, planners don't help. They don't offer information. And that's really how I learned what I learned because, you know, there's this, there's this weird, um, you know, competition, you know, and I'm like, there's enough business for everybody. And so when I started the Academy, that's really, that was wise because there weren't planners who were out there helping, but there also, 
there aren't any schools, like all the schools that I was seeing at the time, you know, it's like someone started it in 1982 and haven't updated their, you know, their, their plastic flowers ever since. (laughs) There's no human interaction, you know? And so anyway, so that's, I think just when I talk to my students and they're able to ask me questions and they realize that I'm a human being and I'm not like, well, I'm above you. I'm a wedding planner. But yeah, you know, this whole thing. Um, I think that, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I've heard from my students is that because I'm approachable and because the information is like, it's that good stuff, you know, that it makes them feel like, oh, I can go out and do this, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you touched on that. A lot of wedding planners don't want to share information because I think it like keeps business from them. And, and like photographers are like that too. Although I feel like they're kind of breaking out of it a little bit more and seeing like, Oh no, there is still plenty of business to go around and we can still help each other. And like it, it all is fine. Yeah. Um, Yeah. For you to be on like the, um, the, kind of the first person to jump into the, or, you know, one of the first to jump into the wedding planning yeah. education. Yeah. Is- well, I mean, again, one of the biggest things was when I started, I mean, I, I looked online for these schools. The other thing too, though, is that everybody was so much older and it's not that you can't learn from older people, but I was like, this business is fast moving. And if I look on your website and you're not doing anything like what I want to do, what are you going to teach me? And the other thing too is about a lot of these online schools, even now is that so much of it is so, um, logistics focused, you know what I'm saying? And, and the schools are, you know, they're expensive, but they're so logistics focused that, you know, you know, it's like, I tell stories about while I'm teaching, I tell stories from, um, from my experiences. And I always tell people, I'm like, use this. One of the things I always tell people, and I tell my assistants this too, if you're at an event and, and, and someone comes up to you and asks a question, you, you never tell them no. You just say, let me check into that for you. You know what I mean? Because even if you know it's a no, sometimes people want to argue with you. It, and this, it, anybody. But see, it's things like that that you, you don't know, but it can change your entire business. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, people, and that was one of the number one things too that people would say to me. You know, I would ask questions. I sent out a survey, and one of the number one things was that you know, like planners do not share information. And I'm like, well, you know, if I'm not going to share information, and I've been doing this over 13 years, my issue is not planning; it's self confidence. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. If your fear is like I'm going to train someone and they're going to steal my business, you're like. <laughs> No, they're not. Like I've been doing this so long. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I used to have brides who would be like, you know, they would, they would be like summer. Like I've always wanted to plan weddings. And now that I'm planning with you, it's so fun. Or I loved my wedding so much. And I, you know, now my friends want to plan their weddings and I'm always like, mm. you know, it's funny. Cause I'm like, your wedding was amazing. Cause, cause you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> your wedding wasn't amazing. Cause you planned it, you know, but, um, right. but I've had, I've had, brides who were like, you know, I get, I get pretty close with my clients. You know, it's such an intimate time. We're talking, we're in their pockets. We're talking about their relationships. Um, but yeah, I, I remember getting a lot of criticism from a couple planners when 
they saw that some of my brides, you know, had come along and started doing work with me, you know, and they're like, why are you giving them the secrets? And I'm like, man, <laughs> okay. you know, I, I doubt that they're going to, I'm going to tell them a couple things and now all of a sudden I won't have any business, you know? Totally. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I wanted to go back to, you kind of mentioned, um, some things that are really unique about your brand of like being approachable and being mm -hmm. open and a lot of things that you don't see maybe in the wedding industry, yeah. like high end wedding industry, it's like not approachable and it's exclusive yeah. and it's this and it's this. And, um, so I would love to hear just like your philosophy on branding and how your personality plays into that. And, um, just like some of your thoughts on, on that too. Sure. Well, it's, it's funny. So I, when I first started, I thought that I had to be this, you know, this cookie cutter, pearls, cardigans, just not me. You know what I mean? Like this is, you know, and I'd be like, I laugh really loud and, you know, and I'd be like, huh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and really I want to like cackle, you know what I mean? I want to die laughing. I want to have fun. And I was always so um, self-conscious when I would go to these things. Um, I would, I just, it was, it was awkward all the time. And then, um, many, many years ago, I was going through this awful breakup, but I was working with this company. Um, a lot of my clients had booked their catering and floral with the same company. It's a company in Atlanta. And, um, I had so many meetings back to back with this company and with the same people that after a while, you know, it was like, I would have like four hours of meetings with them, with multiple clients. And this is like days in a row. So I'm going through this awful breakup and I'm trying to pretend and put on this, you know, fake, you know, attitude. And finally, one of the, one of the florists who was there was like, let's go grab lunch. You know, we had time between another one and I'm sitting there and she's like, so are you dating anybody? And I start crying. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. And I just was like, look, this is what's going on. And part of me was embarrassed that I kind of like took the veil down of like, I'm summer. I'm this, you know, cookie cutter wedding planner. And it changed my entire business, you know, because I was struggling so much trying to be someone else, trying to do something else, trying to sound different, trying to laugh different, trying to like, you know, make myself smaller. And it just wasn't working. And so this, and it changed my business completely, you know? And so it's like, for me, you know, I, I love photos of myself. So that's why when I'm at, uh, you know, <laughs> at events, I'm like, Hey, snap, snap a picture of me. I can use it for my marketing as well, you know? But I really think that, you know, we have to be approachable, especially in, in, in such an ever changing world, the landscape is so different. And when, when Trayvon Martin was murdered, I, I remember I had so many brides who were calling me and saying, you know, listen, Summer, I, I can't work with white vendors right now. I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, you know, but I want my clients to know that they can come to me and say this. And I, you know, I wasn't vocal. I wasn't as vocal, but I definitely wasn't the way I am now, you know, but they just knew they're like, Summer's approachable. I can come talk to her. And they said, this is, I, I just, I cannot do it. You know, I don't want to be sitting feeling awkward. Do they think he deserved it? Do they, you know, cause this is what happens. And luckily I surround myself with 
you know, I've always surrounded myself as much as I could with, with vendors of, you know, integrity and quality. And I just called and it was, it was about four or five clients at the time. Cake photographer. I mean, I just called and I was like, listen, this is what's going on. And you know, they would say, you know, okay, I got you. We're going to give them their deposit back, you know? Um, so yeah. So I, I think, I think that the cookie cutter untouchable, you know, I'm, I'm just so busy because I have so many clients. I have so much money. I'm so busy. That doesn't work because we all know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like one of the reasons why my clients, you know, book me and a lot of them would say like, and I tell my, I tell my students this too, you know, like, who do you want to be working with for the next year and a half? You know, do you yeah. want someone who's like, you know, awkward and yeah, you know, like a robot, you know, like, do you want someone who's awkward and that, you know, is just like going by the book or do you want someone who you can be like, I'm, I'm starving. Like, you know, can you hold my dress while I, while I pee? You know what I mean? Like, you know, totally. like, yeah. yeah. I, I think don't people don't realize how important just like being yourself and your personality is, especially, I mean, now, you know, our brides are rescheduling and rescheduling again. And like, we're working with them for a long time. And like, you know, I'm having that friendship, that like connection with a real version of you not with yeah. like a, you know, pseudo version or whatever. Is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also because, you know, I always say, you know, like, we're, you know, I'm, I'm in your pockets. You know, I tell, I tell my, my students all the time. I'm like, listen, you know, you guys, we are, you know, we are in their intimate moments. We know more than their friends know sometimes, you know? And so it's like, we know the finances, we know the issues with the family. We know the fights that they get into with their, with their fiance that they may not tell their friends. Cause we're, we're a safe space. You know, we're more of a neutral space. You know, I'm not going to hate, I'm not going to hate your man <laughs> forever. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. 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 And that trust, that like trust building is so important too, um, of like that relationship that you've built and like with your brand being authentic to yourself and building trust over 13 years of people knowing like, oh yeah, I can go to her. I can trust her. Yeah. And I mean, and that's important with vendors as well. You know, I mean, um, I had a, I had a death in, in, in the family, um, in, in, in 2012. And, um, it was, I had been working with this couple for 18 months. I mean, it was like, we were at every meeting together, every, you know, I'm on the phone with the bride's mother, you know, everything, like all this stuff is happening. I'm right there. And, um, and he died the Monday before their wedding, which was supposed to be on Saturday and he was in LA and, you know, I get the call and I'm just like, you know, I'm reeling and I'm like, okay, I have to tell them this because obviously I, I'm not going to be, but before I said anything, I already put everything into motion. You know, I had my assistant, I'm like, I literally wrote the notes. This is what you will walk out the door. You'll look to the right. You'll see this. And, um, and I, I remember I called my, I called the, the bride's mom first because I wanted her to be on board 
you know? And I called her and I said, you know, I said, do you trust me? And she was like, yes, what's going on? You know? And um, I said, you know, I had a death in the family and I won't be there on Saturday. I said, but you know, my assistant is going to take care of everything. And you know, and it is, it is, everything's going to be fine. She said, okay. Okay. I said, I'm going to call Elizabeth now. She said, okay. I called and you know, she's like, what's going on? And I tell her, I said, I had death in family. And she, she the first thing she asked me, then she, she goes, well, who's going to know where to put the place cards? I said, I have all that taken care of, you know, but it's her first, you know, and, um, because you know, she's worried it's her, it's her wedding. And I said, I said, we have it all taken care of. And I said, listen, I said, do you trust me? And she said, yes. I said, okay. We got off the phone. It was a little abrupt. And I was like, Oh God, you know, <laughs> I was like, Oh, she hates me. Um, and I was, I was out with a friend. I was at a hookah bar trying to like forget, you know what I mean? Just like reeling from this death. So she calls me 10, 15 minutes later and she had obviously been crying. And she said, I just wanted to call and say, I'm so sorry. You know, um, I just was a little shocked. And she said, you know, but I love you so much. And, you know, I lost my cousin last year. And so I know how hard this is. And, um, you know, she said, you know, if, if you need anything, she said, we're here. And if you just want to come over for dinner, we're here for you. And I was just a mess. I mean, I could weep now. <laughs> like I was a mess. And I mean, and her wedding was, you know, it went off without a hitch. Like the, you know, I'm, I'm like, in the closet after the funeral, just wanting people to like not talk to me. And I'm reeling and I look at my phone and she, you know, she just got married. She's like, I don't know how you did this, but it was the most perfect thing I've ever been to. Then, uh, maybe a couple months later, I get hired by her friends who were at the wedding. You know, it's like, it's that kind of trust, you know, because it's not just about logistics, but they're saying, you know, I, I, I trust her, but it's because they can pick up the phone, they can call me and they don't feel like they're talking to a cookie cutter fake, you know, thing. <laughs> totally. that makes yeah. You've built that relationship and you've, yeah. you've opened up that vulnerability to be like, I'm a person too. And yeah. you know, we're in this together. Yeah. 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 Are there other things that, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I think that that's, you know, that's another thing that like, you know, it just, those are the things that, you know, they, they, they change your business because I don't want to walk around like this. I don't want to, I don't want to pretend that I'm, I mean, of course I'm very professional, you know, obviously we get the job done, but you know, this, this, this business, you know, people are trusting you with, you know, their tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, and, 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 and you want to make sure that, that, that you get it right. Cause you can't go back, <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think for a, a planner or a photographer, if you're, if you're trying to be in this industry for a long time, but trying to do it without like authentically standing up for what you care about or authentically being yourself or authentically anything like you're going to be burned out. You're going to attract clients that don't jive with you. All these things. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting because especially right now, you know, it's, um, the world is changing, you know, 
And I don't know if everybody knows the world is changing, you know, or if they realize that's what's happening, but, um, but the world is changing. And so, you know, like I said, when Trayvon Martin was killed, I mean, and, you know, I got, I got rid of every vendor I could during that time, you know, like there were magazine publications who, you know, they would, you know, make fun of, um, you know, the, the, the star witness in the case, you know, I, I was scrolling through and I see this thread of this, you know, editor of this magazine and all of her friends. And I recognized many of them talking about, you know, her, her diction and how she looked and this, I'm like, her story never changed. What are you talking about? Like maybe the education isn't what you think it should be, but she's telling the story and it's never changed. Like this is what happened. And I, at the, you know, I was like, I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm a human being. I feel deeply. And this is what it is. And, you know, so I, I talk about what is important to me. Racism is huge because you also can't get away from it. That's the thing. When you're black, you can't get away from racism. That's just the truth. It's in the industry. It's, 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 it, I mean, it's everywhere you turn really. And so for me, you know, I, I've never just kept it about weddings. You know, I've talked about the lack of diversity because of these, you know, the top 100, blah, blah, blah in the world, you know, planners, the top 40, the top this, not one black planner on there, you know, and I, you know, I always say at the end of the day, you know, I'm not going to be happy that I speak up about racism because I'm a wedding planner. You know, when people say, you know, like, oh, well, this is my personalized, my professional life. Well, you know, when you're black, you don't really have that. When you're a black woman, you don't really have that. And so what happens like with the Me Too movement, you know, then everyone starts to feel comfortable saying, this is what happened to me. This is what happened to me, a, a photographer. There was, well, uh, anyway, a lot of people were talking about like their stories of things that had happened with like sexual harassment and it became acceptable. And everyone's like, me too, me too, me too. And it became acceptable. And so that's what I think is happening right now where, you know, I don't know how genuine all of it is. I do feel like it's the slow clap, you know, where it's like, or the standing ovation, you know, where, you know, people are saying, we're with you, we're here, we're listening, we're here. And it's just kind of like, ah. I like a lot of you knew this was happening. You knew it was happening, but nobody, but, but now there's a standing ovation and now you don't want to look like the jerk who isn't standing up. And it's hard because we see it, <laughs> you know, we see it. But again, like I said, at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to be in your racist publication. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you've said, there has been that all, all along and um, and those, the publications that don't, um, share enough diversity or, or anything. And it's so frustrating. And now everyone's paying attention and scrambling. You know, um, I called out Harper's Bazaar back in 2018. Um, I didn't even know they had a wedding section. <laughs> like, I didn't even know that they did. Um, but I'm scrolling through one on an Instagram and everyone's posting that they're like one of the top, one of the top. And I was like, let me see how many black people they have on there. And so I have to take the time to research 40 people 
it's, it takes a while because I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't want to say, you know, oh, well, where's the, where's the diversity? Because where are the black people? And then they're like, see, here's the one. You know what I mean? Because still it's like, you know, it's not enough, but it's different, <laughs> you know? And I called them out about it, you know? And I, I sent Carrie Lauren, who is the, you know, the head of the wedding department or something. I, I, she's the one who put the story together. I reached out to her. I reached out to Harper's, never got a, a response. And I'm just like, whatever. I don't know what I was doing in 2019 because I didn't, you know, I, there are no, <laughs> there's no correspondence about this list. And, um, you know, I guess it was a month and a half ago, a month or two ago, this list thing pops up again and I'm in quarantine. So I'm like, oh, I've got the time, you know? And I'm just like going through, hoping that I just see at least one black person so I can just stop this because I'm, I'm tired. You know what I mean? Like if there's just at least one that I'm like, I, I'll let the battle go, you know? And I was shocked that there wasn't anyone black on the list but also it's like the audacity of like to say that this is the number one list in the world and some of these people's sites weren't even up and running their websites are like be back soon their instagram they haven't posted in a while their work wasn't amazing and that's not being catty that's just like you know and so i was like oh no 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 we're gonna handle this and so I start calling them out and, you know, Carrie Lauren responded to me. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. I'm like, mm, okay, you know, thanks for bringing this to our attention, blah, 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 you know, whatever. And she says, let's talk soon. I said, well, I'm free tomorrow. This was like on a Wednesday or Thursday. She said, well, I won't be available until Sunday. I was like, okay. And then I stopped posting about it and I was like, oh, she just wants me to stop posting about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. She doesn't really want to talk about this. She just wants to shut me up for a minute. Because if she really cared, she'd be like, let's talk now. Or, okay, yeah, tomorrow, what time? 12, got you, let's do this. Because I'm like, this is racism. You know what I mean? I'm sick. Anyway, so I kept published, uh, posting about it. And then she sent me a, you know, an email, basically canceling our meeting. And yeah, and you know, it's like, so that, so this is what happens also, it's like, you know, in the industry, and I've done this so much that I'm just like, I've had to figure out how to pave my own way because, you know, you get blackballed a little bit, you know, or it's like, oh God, here comes big black summer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she just so loud and she, you know, she's calling us out and, you know, a lot of times they don't, you know, their egos are just so big that they can't just say, you know what? I messed up. You're right. And, um, so it like became my mission. I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys are going to hear about this. Harper's, they would read all my messages. They would see that I talked about them, but they were not giving me the dignity to even respond. And this is what happens in this industry so much is that there are people who, you know, they just get the green light, however it is, however it is, they get the green light. And so then the people in power, Carrie Boren, Harper's Bazaar, what happens is you have these publications where they say, you know, this is the top blah, blah, blah in the world. And no one's looking at all 40, but they go, oh my God, I've been trying to decide if I'm going to give you my tens of thousands of dollars to put in your pocket. Then I'm going to give you my hundreds of thousands of dollars to put in my day. And they say, well, geez, if Harper's Bazaar says you're one of the top 40 in the world, I'm going to give you my money, you know? And then, and then these people who are on the list, 
this, this is why I'm like, I just cannot let it go. <laughs> I'm, there have been some uh, developments, but you hype, you know, you hype these people up, no black people on the list, one Asian person. And then you say, you know, so then they get an extra step. It's something they can put in their Instagram bio. It's something that they can put in their resume. They get this extra step and then they start getting more money because now they have this clout that Martha Stewart weddings, that Harper's Bazaar, Harper's Bazaar said, I'm one of the top 40 in the world when really they just didn't do the work. They did not care to look. They did not take the time and they did not care or they looked and still did not care. And so that's why I'm like, I just can't let it go. And so when, you know, when people are like starting to really wake up to what's going on, you know, and Harper's is posting this black square and saying, we're listening to you and we're here and we're there. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I mean, I quite literally had to put my foot on their neck in order for them to respond. And they just responded, but it's at the, it's at the, um, you know, it's, it's at the, 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 the risk of me being blackballed because they don't want to get called out. You know, and one of my uh, friends who's white, she's white, she's a photographer. She was like, hey, Martha Stewart. Hey, Brides Magazine. Hey, you know, Harper's. She's been published everywhere. Her work is amazing too. But, you know, she's like, what's going on? And, oh, you're right. We're so sorry. Oh, we're here. You know, and every one of them, I'm like, great, let's talk. Great, let's talk. You know. It's, it's wild. But again, at the end of the day, what am I going to say? It was a wedding planner. You know, I, I don't recognize that we're in the middle of a revolution, <laughs> you know? So you have to, you have to be loud in order to affect change. Yeah. Well, for people who are wanting to be, to join and be loud and make change, um, what, like, reaching out to those publications, uh, reaching out to, um, to conferences about speaker panels, like what are some action steps for people who do want to help make a change in our industry? Well, I think, I think, you know, really white people have to say something, you know, like I said, you know, this photographer, Kat Bremen, I love her, Love her. I, I feel like I'm not even saying her last name right. But anyway, Brahman, Brahman, Brahman. Brahman. She's my, Brahman? I love her. She's amazing. Hey, Kat. <laughs> I love Kat. I love Kat. Yeah, I mean, I did a wedding with Kat in Delray Beach, Florida years ago. Actually, that bride unfriended me uh, and blocked me on Facebook because she was tired of all of my black posts. But anyway, <laughs> but I'm oh still friends with Kat, so... <laughs> Um, no, you know, Kat, definitely she stepped up and she always has, you know, but it's, um, I think when it comes to those conferences, you know, people are saying, oh, we're listening. And I'm like, but you always knew that's so for me, my thing is I have to try to let go of the fact that they always knew. Um, but I think white people need to start getting loud. You know, it's the same thing, like with the police, you know, you're watching these videos and you know, there are white people who are quite literally throwing their bodies over, you know, in front of black people. And you can see the civility, which is, 
I'm, I'm used to seeing it, but it's still never just, it still never, never changes so much from, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, they will run over a black person in a heartbeat, you know, they will, but now, now they're, now they're going wild. But anyway, so when it comes to the conferences and stuff, you know, um, I think that it, it's, it's, it's about also having people on these boards, who's putting the conferences together, who is in the room, who isn't saying, you know, why do we only have white speakers? You know, because that's one of the reasons my clients say to me all the time, uh, my students say to me all the time, you know, there aren't, I don't, I don't see schools with black teachers, you know, and I, I don't want to learn from someone who doesn't recognize me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> excuse me. Anyway, so, in, in, uh, and, but also people have to ask questions, you know? I understand that this is hard and that this is, you know, a different, it's different territory for a lot of people. A lot of people are afraid of making, making mistakes, you know, um, but I think asking questions, that's what you have to do, you know, because yeah, we're, a lot of us are very upset. A lot of us are like, you knew what was going on, you know, um, and, and again, you're going to make mistakes, <laughs> you know, don't make the all lives matter mistake with me though. <laughs> I, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, I'll eat you alive. But um, I mean, <laughs> no, but I, I think the biggest thing is that for people who do really want to see change, you know, again, we've been reaching out. You know, we've been reaching out. We've been, like I said, I mean, I, I was interviewed um, by NPR on NPR like in 2018 and um, Style Me Pretty was going out of business. And, you know, that whole, that whole thing where, you know, so they had, sold the company and I guess the company who bought it didn't realize how, you know, important it was to some people in the wedding industry. And, you know, so they were, they were going to shut down and they're going to shut down. And all of a sudden there are all these um, posts and these graphics of like hands and the hand in the middle is a black hand and the tallest hand. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I don't really care if style me pretty goes out of business or not because they don't publish my work. So what do I care? And so I had made a comment on a photographer's page because he had it and I'm like, you know, this is a little insensitive. Like it's a little insensitive to have this, not a little insensitive, but it's insulting as well. And so then I say something on his page and then I have all these photographers and all these other people who, you know, are just like, oh, you want to talk about diversity? I'm looking at your page and you have, no diversity of all black people. And I'm like, there's a difference between, you know, <laughs> these are people who are coming to me. Yeah. 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 I, this is, yeah, it was wild. And they're like, I looked at your page and you have only black people. Why are you talking about diversity? And I'm like, again, the person in power in this situation is style me pretty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my clients are the ones who come and hire me. Like it's, you know, and, but I got so much, you know, backlash. So then people started really calling them out and white people started calling them out and saying like, you guys don't really publish black people. So what are you talking about? So Abby Larson finally started, you know, saying something. I'd sent my work there for years. My brides are my, my, my brides and grooms. My couples are dope. My work is dope. My work definitely should be in style me pretty. And so, you know, finally, you know, she was like, I hear you guys. I hear you guys. We're trying to figure it out, blah, blah, blah. And, I brought it up on Style Me Pretty. 
I mean, I, on, on NPR and I talked about it and, and when she heard, <laughs> cause I put it on my story and I tagged her, then they reach out to me and then they say, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, you know? And then, so she tells me that they, they didn't audit and through all the years that style me pretty had been in business, only 10% of their content had black people. You know, it was, it was, go ahead. Sorry. It's unacceptable. That percentage. It's yeah. So- it, well, it was like, you know, well, th- you know, thanks so much for helping us during our race crisis. I'm like, mm-hmm, you know, and it's like, you know, but we didn't audit and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and then, and I had to stop following them because it's just disingenuous. You know what I mean? Black people are beautiful. And I really think that that's also why you don't see as many black people in the industry because uh, in these publications, because it's because of this inherent racism. They don't see this, you know, this couple with, you know, the bride doesn't have this long flowing hair and somehow, you know, they're not deemed worthy enough to be in this publication, you know, and, and even that, you know, that's, that's something that's, you know, happening a lot right now, you know, amplify black voices or melanated voices. That's another issue I have, but whatever, but you know, it's, um, you know, they're saying, Oh, we hear you. So they asked me if I would write for style me pretty. They said, you know, I want you to start writing for us. And I said, okay, great. And, you know, months and months and months went by. I would check in. Months would go by. Hey, I just want to check, see what's going on. Just want to check, see what's going on. And finally, it's like, well, we went in a different direction. And I'm like, ah, yes. Yep. You went in a different direction because you just wanted to shut me up. You just wanted to pretend that you guys were up on it. Yeah. Ooh. And it happens all, I mean, it happens all the time, you know, well, we, we decided to go in a different direction. I'm like, yeah, it's been months that we've been talking about this. You asked me to write for you. Yeah. What do you, <laughs> yeah. like what different direction? Where did that come from? What? Oh yeah. And I even said, I was like, you know, I think this is like incredibly insulting and disrespectful and, you know, and then of course, you know, I'm sorry that you feel that way. That's, that wasn't the intention and, and I'm just like, you know, and, 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 you know, trigger warning, you know, I, I talk about like, I talk about like child, you know, violation, I'll say, cause it is a little bit of a trigger when I say this, people are like, ah, you know, but when it comes to racism and people say, you know, what happened before the video, or we don't know about this, or we don't know about that, or why are you so angry? Or, you know, well, we're not so sure. And this and that, you know, whatever I always say, like, let's talk about child violation. You know what I'm saying? And if you saw these videos of children being violated, you know, would you, would you be so calm? No, you would, you would seek justice. And it's kind of the same thing with this whole thing. It's like, hi, children are being violated. Children are being violated. And then they're like, oh, we hear you. Children are being violated. Can you come and talk to us about your, you know, experience of seeing these children being violated? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then you stop talking about it and they go, okay, but we don't, you know, we've, we've, we've switched directions and you're like, but children are still being violated. You're like, how can you switch directions? This is still happening. It's like, still ha- yeah. Well, and yeah, I mean, the only word I can, is like gaslighting and like silencing, like, oh my gosh. It's, it's gaslighting like crazy. That's why like right now I'm like, you know, like I'm like, <laughs> I want to like rip my skin off and just like, it's, 
I mean, right now is such a crazy and intense time, and I'm actually really happy that I'm talking to you because I, I almost canceled a couple times because I'm just like, just feel so jumbled up inside. There's just so much going on, and it's just like, but I'm happy that I'm not the only one who feels like this because I'm like, there's just there's there's a shift. There's a shift happening. But, but yeah, the constant gaslighting, you know, and 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 the you know like the Harper's Bazaar. You know, I'm like, so you can say that you want to amplify black people, but you're still not responding to my messages. I'm like, I see that you're reading my messages, but it's this like, I'm just going to ignore you. You're not important. I'm bigger than you. And I'm like, oh, I have a loud voice though. So now I have to be louder. Now I have to be louder. And you know, I'm like, oh, here's a screenshot. <laughs> see that they read it and they still are ignoring me. So when they're posting, you know, we're here for you and black, 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 but you're not responding to the black person who called you out in 2018. You know, why, why are you not? Cause I'm annoying now because I'm saying this is unacceptable. It's, it's constant, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that has to, I mean, that has to be so frustrating to see the performative allyship and then be silenced and ignored behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, the, the thing is, is I, I understand that people, um, stumble through this, you know, and like my, my dad is white and you know, when the, when the, you know, the all lives matter thing was happening, you know, obviously he knows it's wrong, but he also knows that he's white and he knows that he may say the wrong thing. And he's like, I don't ever want to say something that white people can use against black people. You know what I mean? He's like, my wife's black, my kids are black. You know, he's like, my dad is like, I don't ever want to say something that, you know, maybe I don't get, you know? And so before he would leave for work, he would go over with my mom. This, they did this for like a week. He would say, okay, if somebody says all lives matter, he's like, this is what I'm going to say, <laughs> you know? And again, it's not because he doesn't believe that black lives matter. It's because he's like, I'm aware that I probably have some sort of a blind spot, even just in my wording that I want to make sure that there is no question that I believe that black lives matter. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this all lives matter nonsense thing with you. And so people need to understand there's so much performative stuff. And I understand again, people are stumbling through, um, you know, but it's, I posted something today or yesterday about, you know, you have to be open. Like we understand that you're going to, that you're going to um, stumble through some of this. Cause a lot of people are just starting to wake up, you know, and a lot of people are just, one of my, one of my brides is right after Trump was um, elected. And I was really worried about doing her wedding. My mom um, used to help me with weddings I was like, oh, I don't know if I want her to come, like, you know, because if they say something crazy to her, you know, and it was very like good old boys, how I felt about, you know, the bride, uh, definitely about the bride's, you know, uh, fiance and stuff. And there was, um, I, I was very nervous about it, but you know, I'd already been working with them for a while. And, you know, uh, I, I knew she was a Republican actually, because I met her at a, at a nail salon and I overheard her saying to her mom, they had like tickets to see Ted Cruz that day or something like this. Right. And so this is, so it wasn't like unfounded, but I was just like, uh, you know, anyway, um, the wedding was fine. I, you know, I was full of anxiety the whole time, but it actually was really, really great. It was really wonderful. 
and the bride was great. And I still keep in touch with her. And just the other day I'm like working out so stressed out, not sleeping, not eating, just like, and she, I get this message from her and she's like, Hey, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't want to be passively racist or passively anti-racist. She said, I want to be aggressively anti-racist. And she's like, so can you send me some resources? Can you, I had just read the very, be the very beginning of the message. And I'm like on my bike, <laughs> like weeping, you know, because there, there is a shift. And I think that people have to be willing to be open to criticism and to try not to be so defensive and to understand that you, you know, not everyone is saying you're racist, but you also have to recognize, you know, that this is how society really builds you up. You know, it, it doesn't stand out to anybody on the list to say, let me see if any, if, if, if anyone black is on this list, they just go, Hey, I'm on the list. Well, maybe you need to try a little harder. Maybe you need to send your work in a little bit more. Maybe you need to get high end clients. Maybe you need to ABCD. And it's like, no, you know, I hope I answered your question. I, I end up <laughs> talking and talking, you know, but um, yeah. No, totally. Yeah. And I think like for, for, um, you know, white photographers and white planners to like wake up and be like, Hey, we have to stand up too. We can't just be like, Oh yeah, I'm on the list and yeah. not pay attention to who isn't on the list and question and say something, even if we, you know, I think I relate to what your, what your dad was feeling of like, I don't want to accidentally say something that could hurt you more, you know, yeah. but like yeah. just be yeah. like, still need to stand up and still need to figure it out. Yeah. And you know, and again, you know, you kind of stumble through and that's why, I mean, I have plenty of white friends who were like, you know, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll say like, is this okay to say or something, you know? And I'm like, you know, capitalize B all the time when you say black people, you know, like whatever, you know, I'm like, here's a little insider step, you know, like whatever, you know, just so that you know, cause I know that they're really, that they're really trying their hardest, but you know, I really, I think that, you know, a lot of it is like a self-reflection, you know, and you really have to, and you, and you know, you have to be brave. You know, I think that that's one of the things that I used to hate being like, what is it brave? It's brave to talk about racism. But I think that some people really have to tap into that because for some people it's not, you know, clearly, but for others, you know, it is. And, you know, they're not going to be blackballed. People are going to say, oh my God, you're right. I'm sorry. Oh my, I'm, you know, you're right. I'm sorry. I mean, Martha Stewart weddings. I've sent my work in. I've tried to get a hold of them. Cat was like, Hey guys, instantly. I'm like, hi, planner here. Love to talk. Uh, her name's Sarah instantly in my DM saying, Hey, listen, what's your email address? Let's talk. I haven't, I haven't written her back yet because there's just been so much going on, but she was like 13 years. That's amazing. Let's talk. Let's talk. You know, um, what was it? I think it was brides magazine. She's like, yes, let's talk tomorrow. Here's my phone number. Here's my email but never got back to me. So Kat's like, I noticed as we're talking, I saw Kat's like, hey, so what's going on? Because that's the thing. You can't, you know, we're not showing up your house with a torch. Do it or don't, you know? And also, why are you not? You know, what is, what is going on? And why, why are you not saying something? So I, I feel like black people really, we've been, you know, we've been... <laughs> 
we've been doing all we can. We've been really trying so much. And so I think that's why, you know, like I said that, you know, you know, white people have to, if they're invited to speak at a conference, you know, you know, that it's not just that there's one person speaking, but you know, what's, you know, why don't, why aren't there any black people in here? You know, do you need a list? I can get a list for you. It's (laughs) takes work. Yeah. But yeah, but it's, but it's important. And even just going back to branding and like business, like having strong morals as a person and as a business is important across the board. Like it's no, uh, separate it shouldn't be a separation of like my personal beliefs and my business to me it's just like no you can't that is a you know that's a privilege to think they're separated anyways you know like you gotta yeah yeah well that's that's the thing is that it's a privilege and a lot of people don't realize the 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 privilege that's there you know and so it's like um you know, a lot of people say like, well, in this industry, you know, like one of the biggest gaslighting words, there's a lot of gaslighting happening right now, but you know, they're like, you know, I just love, it's just, we just need to love each other. And I'm like, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, justice is what love looks like in public. And this is what people need to understand. So it's like, you know, and, and I, and I tell people this all the time, you know, because well, summer, you know, we can't, you know, people can't hear you if you say it like that. And I'm just like, I don't know how else to say it because I tried saying it like this, you know, but you know, I, 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 you know, I have, I don't have children. I have have nieces and nephews and you know, if they're running toward the street, which I'm a very good child, uh, caregiver, (laughs) not often, but you know, if a child is running toward the street or they're about to do something, you know, you don't go, Hey, sweetheart, what do you, t-? you go, Hey, 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 you know, like, yeah, you, you're, you're startled. You want, you need to startle them because you can't get to them fast enough. You want to stop them and say, Hey, Hey, what's going on? But it's, it's not out of hate. It's out of extreme love, you know? And it's, it's, but again, people need to understand that justice is love, you know, and justice isn't, it doesn't always have to be this big, huge display, but you know, that's, that's, you know, oh, we're in this industry and love, 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 love. And I'm like, you don't know the meaning of love. No. Yeah. And people, yeah. And people have to understand that if they say they're really about love, they have to also be about justice and be about standing up and be about like, it's not love if only a small section of the population has that love piece. Like you have to say no, like, yeah, we don't have it till we all have it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's exactly. And it's, it's, it's not love if you're afraid to say something to these people who already trust you and have put you in, you know, their, their magazine multiple, multiple times, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, but, but kind of going back to the gaslighting thing too, you know, people talk about like this peaceful thing, you know, peaceful, peaceful protest. Well, I'm attending a peaceful protest. I'm like, stop doing that. At this point, I think we all know there's a, someone I followed, Callie Dollar, um, she's in Atlanta. She's, she's an influencer. She works at CNN, but her husband is Jeff Dollar. He was a radio host for many years. They have a podcast now and stuff, um, called the upside. And on Friday, um, Callie had put, um, mayor Keisha bottoms, um, press conference in her, uh, story. And I was like, you know, this is kind of lame. Like, you know, she's, kind of going off on protesters and this isn't this isn't the move like this is it's not the move 
And she writes me back and I didn't read her message for hours. Cause I was just like, I cannot deal with like, I can't deal with this. And I read it and I was like, so pleasantly surprised. I was like, Oh, there was, she was not defensive. And she was like, to be honest with you, she works at CNN. So she sees news all the time. She's like, to be honest with you, she said, you know, most of the, the destruction that I've been seeing is all white people. And this is before we started seeing videos of white people doing this stuff. And it, it really made me appreciate her. Like it, it, because for me, I'm always waiting for someone, for a white person to disappoint me because it happens so much. And you know, some people will probably hear this and say like, God, you're so negative. I'm not negative. I'm just black. Like, I just know this is just how it is. You know, it's happening constantly. And I was so, I was like relieved. I mean, I don't know her. She's, she's my internet friend, you know, <laughs> but I was like, Oh good, I don't have to unfollow her. Now I can continue following this journey of her having a baby and talking about whatever, you know what I mean? Like, but it's, but it was, you know, so people know what's happening now and they know that the police officers are the ones who are really inciting so much of this violence. And, you know, and so when people are saying peaceful protests, well, I just can't get behind the looting. And I, no one said get behind it, but if that's what you notice more than what's really happening, you really have to look at yourself. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But if I am murdered and I am not like <laughs> looking down from heaven or up from hell and, <laughs> and I don't see my mom with the Molotov cocktail in her hand <laughs> with my face on it. Like, listen, <laughs> we are going to have some problems and I don't care what anybody says about, Oh, things had to burn. People don't understand. 50 states had to protest. People, destruction of buildings. People, bur we, I mean, things are, America is burning. All to get four people arrested for murdering a man on camera that we all saw happen. And this is, and this is what, this is what racism is, you know? This is the state of the world. This is why it's like defund the police and people need to understand what that really means. You know, we can get all this military gear for these police officers to shoot peaceful protesters or even not peaceful protesters, whatever. But we have physicians who are wearing trash bags so that they don't contract a deadly virus. Right. There's something not right here, you know? Totally. Yeah. We have to take a hard look at all of our institutions. And yeah, we were at a protest yesterday, five teenage girls, age 14 to 16, organized a rally. 20,000 people showed up. It was <laughs> amazing. 20,000 people showed up, filled the streets of Nashville. Um, it was, it was amazing. And, and then like, SWAT are lining the whole streets in riot gear and we're walking by like chanting like we're not rioting why are you wearing riot gear like why are you the ones coming into this like yeah. violence you know um like we're not so mm -hmm. it's just yeah the the way the way we spend our money in this country is doesn't make any sense well, I mean, you know, again, listen, I, if, I mean, you know, George Floyd called out for his mother and she's dead. 
And that just ruins me. I mean, that ruins me. And, and it's, it's like, I just, I don't think people realize, I don't think people really get this, like how, ah, uh, this is this, this, you know, it's, it's all of this. This is what keeps me up at night. This is the stuff that just, you know, it's, I'm, I'm going to burn some stuff down too. I'm, I'm, I'm going to burn some stuff down too. And I don't care if you think it's right. Because if you are not going to hear me when I'm screaming for my dead mother, you're going to hear me another way. You know, and, and again, you know, people are saying, you know, yeah, but I just, I don't, I don't care about your butt just, I don't care about your, I don't care what, what's coming after that. Do we want justice? You know, and there are a lot of people in this industry <laughs> who are showing their very true colors who don't realize that like screenshots are forever, honey. There are groups on Facebook who are dedicated to get people fired. They're dedicated to getting people fired for racism. And there's a photographer, I don't even know, I'm not even gonna give him any attention right now, but I don't know his, I don't remember his name, but I, I remember his name now actually. But anyway, you know, he's like, yeah, my van is more important than a hundred George Floyds. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're going to ruin you. We're going to ruin your life. And I don't care what anybody thinks about it. Because again, if it was, if he said, I will, I will violate a hundred children and I don't care. People would be foaming at the mouth. Right. Crawling over each other to get to this person, you know? Right. Yeah. So. Well, and, and people being silent and not confronting people like that is what has let it persist this whole time. So like we all need to get louder and call it out. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people again, you know, in my DMS and, um, you know, I kind of don't really know what to say, you know, because I'm kind of like, you know, you knew this was happening, but it just, it was working for you. So now that, you know, especially with these influencers, some of them, I'm just like, oh, but some of them I'm like, oh, it's very, it seems very genuine. So I can continue to follow you and talk to you about your smoothies all day. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but it's, but you know, I think that's what people don't really understand. And the thing is that if you don't truly believe that black lives matter and you don't truly believe that, that things need to change, then I don't need to have my clients giving you their money. I don't need your racist photos. You know what I mean? I don't need your racist food, your racist cake. <laughs> you know, like, totally. That's really, you know, and as planners, we are the ones who put money into the pockets of these vendors like 90% of the time. Not saying that, you know, your work doesn't speak for itself, obviously, but, you know, a lot of times they come to us first. Let me not say 90. Someone's probably going to hate that, but whatever, you know. My clients really do listen to what I say and to, you know, who I suggest, you know, and I'm not sending money to anybody who doesn't believe that black lives matter. hundred percent. You know, I'm not, I'm because there is no, I, I don't, I don't care how beautiful your cake is or how beautiful your photos are. You know, you're not going to shoot my, you know, you're not going to shoot the wedding of my, of my black clients and you don't recognize how incredibly beautiful they are. You know, I'm also just not going to support you. 
totally. Yeah. And all these things are connected. That's just what everyone needs to really, you know, understand that all these things are connected. My, one of my nieces called me uh, last week <clears throat> on FaceTime. She was crying and I was like, what happened to you? You know, I'm like the fun aunt, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I was like, what happened? And she said she was playing some game online. Um, she's 10 and her avatar is black. She's black. And um, whatever game it was, somehow she was like winning or something. And the person in there started calling her like black this, black that. Probably called her the N word, but she didn't want to tell me, you know. Um, but she just, it freaked her out. And she was like totally being attacked. And she got offline, called me immediately, you know, and I'm like, okay, see this, but this is what people don't understand. I'm not just a wedding planner. You know, I'm an auntie. I'm a, I'm a human being. I'm a woman. I'm, you know, my family and I went out and, um, you know, my parents are like, we can't get coronavirus, obviously. And so <laughs> they're, they're both like super, you know, immunocompromised. Um, and so my mom, but my mom's like, I'll burn anything down. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> but she was like, all right, I'm going to make some signs. We're going to go out. We're going to, you know, stand like we, we went to like a four way intersection and, you know, we all had our masks and our glasses and our, you know, whatever. And we brought signs and my family is mixed, you know, black and white. And, um, my stepsister's white, my dad's white. My mom's black, my knee, you know, so it's like, we've got, we've got a lot going on and it's good. And it's, this is just, this is, this is, this is what it is. And we go out there and, um, you know, for the most part, people are honking and, the, and our signs say black lives matter. And we're just, you know, whatever. We don't really know what to do. We just are like, we need to do something. My mom needed this release, you know, and we're, the lights were kind of long and there's this big truck. And I noticed it cause the truck was so big. He's there for a long time, and finally the light turns green, and he goes, hey, he says, all lives matter. And I wanted to just, I was like, okay, buddy, because I wanted to be like, oh, you know, but people are crazy, and I'm standing next to my niece, and what if he pulls out a gun? Because I have the audacity to declare that black lives matter, and what if he tries to shoot me and he shoots my niece? Like, this is the reality that we, that we live in. See what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is the reality. And I think that people need to, that's what people need to tap into, that it's not just, you know, that, that this is what we live with every single day. And if people really believe in love or, you know, justice or whatever, we really need to, we need to really start to tap in. And, you know, again, because, when I teach my school, you know, the information in there is amazing. And I don't just talk about being black, obviously, you know, you can learn from anyone, but, but that does make me say like, I've had one white student, you know, and I've seen these other schools, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I have contracts in my school, you know, um, sorry, I was going to try to qualify myself, which I don't need to. But anyway, I think, I think people really need to, to wake up, especially again, you know, in this industry, you know, I, I, I have, I have a lot of diversity when it comes to people talking to me to decide if they're going to, you know, get in the school. And I, I've seen this happen a few times where, you know, we've talked and they love, you know, the work. And then all of a sudden they go to some other school and I'm like, the school doesn't offer half of what I have. And I can't say it's always because of race, 
you know, but I also, I'm just like, can't say it's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, but that's also why I created the school and, 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 and I, and I love it. I'm so proud of it too. Cause like I said, you know, I, the different modules, I have videos where I'm teaching, um, but I also have handouts, you know? So some people don't know about like the, the, the walkthrough that you have to have a month before, you know, I remember I'm sitting at a meeting and they're like, okay, Summer, do you want to begin? And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like oh God, begin what? <laughs> it's like, we have the care, the florist, the, everyone's there and I'm going, oh God, what do, what do I, you know, and I, I worked my way through it, but you know, this is the stuff that I don't see in schools and this is, you know, this is why I pack it in and, and yeah, so, you know, you're going to get my personality. You're going to get me talking and telling you this is, you know, these are the, 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 the ins and outs and the tips and the tricks. It's not just about a timeline and it's not just about a budget, but this is how I build a budget, you know, and I build a budget this way because, you know, at the end of the day, this is also my portfolio. So I want to have happy clients. I can have happy clients with a beautiful portfolio as well. You know, sorry, I know I kind of jump all over the place. <laughs> no, yeah, I no, I love it. And and um and it's like, yeah, investing in programs um because they're amazing and not like and just being like, Yeah, I'm I'm here to learn because Summer knows her stuff and she has built an amazing program. And 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 also not just because it's trendy. I think that's something people need to also, you know. It, you know, it's like, yeah, everything is Instagrammable these days, but it's like, is your money Instagrammable? You know what I mean? It's like, like literally, I'm like, I am handing you a career right here, you know? And, and again, you know, I had to learn everything, you know, trial and error, you know, do you want to spend the next five, six years trial and error? Or do you want, like, I have a course that's just on contracts and, you know, at the end of the course, <laughs> you know, you get um, you get a contract, you know, that's, you know, drafted by an attorney and you use it, you know, for your clients. My contract is like super solid, but anyway, you know, but I go through and I break down every single part of the contract so that you can understand it. Like, these are the things that I, I've researched every school, you know, but this is the stuff that I know for myself, you know, I needed to know. Cause you don't want to be sitting up there. Someone says, what's going on in the contract? And you're like, well, I had an attorney draft it, but I, you know, or I got it, I got a Google template. Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think like learning from people who have, who have so much experience and have been through things is like the best way to learn um, about anything in the wedding industry, especially when it's like you are taking on a big responsibility. If you jump in as a newbie and just hope yeah. that you'll figure it out on the fly, like you yeah. can really, fuck some stuff up and like people I mean so bad that's I mean and that's that's another thing too when I teach my students um you know I I tell them I tell them stories about you know um I tell them some of the good stuff and some of the bad stuff you know what I mean like some of the bridezillas I've had which you know people need to understand it's not always just like screaming and you know whatever but so much of it is like you know how do you handle this people say how did you start writing you know, well, I started a blog called The Wedding Therapist because, um, because people, you know, I felt like we're, we're therapists, really, you know, your clients come to you and, 
you know, again, they're talking to you about these incredibly intimate moments of their life, you know, and, you know, they're talking to you about, you know, the, the divorced parents or the death in the family or the mom that they haven't spoken to a million years and, you know, the, the ABCD, right. They talk to you about all this stuff. And so, you know, we really are more like therapists than anything is what I was, you know? <laughs> and so I would, you know, so I'd write about different questions. People would come in, I would write articles and blah, blah, blah. And so I pitched, um, a magazine, a local magazine in Atlanta. And I was like, I want to be published. I want to have a column in your magazine. And they were like, okay, well, um, and it only comes out twice a year. And they were like, well, you know, we would love to have you in our winter issue. So at this point, you know, it was maybe March or April. I don't know. Excuse me. And so, I mean, I had to wait all this time. They call me in November, end of November. They say, Hey, do you have a picture? I mean, I gave them the whole, you know, premise of the wedding therapist and I, you know, gave them all these ideas and I sent them some articles I'd written, um, for my blog already. They said, do you have a picture of one of your brides on her phone? And I was like, what? Or one of your brides on your, on her phone or iPad? I was like, what do you mean? And I said, well, I can send you my picture. And they're like, well, you know, we really just want to have a bride with like her phone or something. And then also we're going to have our writer call you. Um, and we're going to ask you a bunch of questions and then they're going to go ahead and write. And I'm like, hold on. So <laughs> it's like completely the opposite because you're talking about like brides and technology when really I'm like the wedding therapist, I'm talking about feelings, not, you know, whatever. And then, so it's like, they didn't want a picture of me and they didn't want me to write it. So it's like, I put this idea on hold all these months and, you know, and the reason why, you know, other people said, okay, yeah, we'll pick it up. But I had already told them first, you know what I mean? And I didn't want to break this, you know, whatever. And, you know, this is many, many years ago. And so as soon as I saw that, I was like, I said, I turned him down and I was like shocked that I turned him down. I was like, this just, this isn't going to work for me, you know, thanks. And then I, I opened up Twitter and Huffington Post Weddings had their, just so happened to have an email address, which I've never seen since, but I wrote to the person and that's how I started writing for Huffington Post. You know, I said, you know, I'm, I'm a writer. I would love to write for you guys. And sent sent them some of my work and the only reason why it took a week for them to publish my stuff is because I had to take a new headshot <laughs> you know they were like oh we need this and that was like very you know that was that was one of those things where I was just like you have to kind of pave your own way with this stuff you know because and I and I really saw my worth in that because I was really like how are you not, what do you mean? You don't want a picture of me. I can say it's for a million different reasons. Maybe they don't think I'm pretty, you know, I'm a, I'm a big girl. Maybe they're like, we don't want, you know what I mean? Like maybe they just are really just want a picture. Of, I don't, I don't know, you know, but if I'm, you know, selling myself as a, you know, if I'm selling myself as uh, the wedding therapist, and you want nothing of me to do with, you know what I mean? Like, then I got to wonder what, what's, what's, what's going on. So anyway, so, so much of this is about paving your own way. And I tell my brides that, or my, my students this all the time. I tell them all the time, you know, it's like, you know, you, 
you know, like I tell stories like this to let them know, like, I didn't just walk in writing for the Huffington Post. I didn't just walk in um, being interviewed by NPR. And the reason why NPR reached out to me was because of an article that I wrote about diversity. The lack of, see what I'm saying? So it's like, I think another thing people need to realize, yes, while you're finding your footing, I understand the desire to kind of like um, follow, you know, along and follow the path of whatever you see. But the most success that I've ever had was when I was myself. And when I, you know what I mean? Like not all weddings are the same, you know, and not all teachers are the same again, you know, not to like toot my own horn, you know, but I mean, I, I want to learn from me, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> if I hadn't spent all these years figuring it out myself, I would want to learn from me. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent, you know, how to, how to build a wedding. You know, I, I talk about the, you know, when, uh, even the timeline, you know, I'm like, I talk about the, you know, the final walkthrough and, you know, I give them examples. Like these are the questions that you need to ask. These are the questions that you need to ask during your first, you know, um, conversation. Like one of the, th one of the key things I always tell them, I'm like, listen, you give them as much money, you, you give them as much information at the beginning. Like, so you want to let them know and you name drop. And like, you know, just like do it, you're, you're chill about it. So if they say, you know, this is like one of the things I used to always do. I did know who I was talking to though. You know what I mean? Like I did know these people in these, you know, at, at these venues and stuff, but you know, I say, Oh, well, we're thinking about, you know, the Georgian terrace, you know, I'm like, Oh, have you talked to Hannah? I can text her and see if your date's available. You know what I'm like? That's little slight flex, you know, but it, but it says to them like, Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it says to them like, oh, summer's connected. Summer, and so that's another thing. I'm like, you guys have to do your research. You have to do your research. You have to find out the venues that are, you know, pretend to be a bride. I know that, I know people don't really like that. I'm sorry. This is what I had to do because nobody answered their phones. Nobody was trying to help anything. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's like all those nuanced things, all those small things that make such a difference to your client and makes such a difference in the experience. And like, you can't learn that from watching a, a show about wedding planning. Like you have to learn it from someone who's done it or yeah. someone who like, you know, you have to, you, yeah, you have to learn it from being, it being passed down. Cause you're like, yeah, this very small thing, it wouldn't be in a book about wedding planning. Yeah, exa exactly. And that's, and a lot of people would say, you know, like, yeah, of course it's a flex, but I'm also letting them know, like, I'm in this industry. And so it's like for people who are new, right? Well, if you have reached out to these things, you don't have to have a relationship with, with Hannah. Hannah's not there anymore, but you know, I'm just saying, but like, you know, you don't have to have a personal relationship with her, but if you have her email address, you know, and you're like, oh, I can ask her right now. They don't have to know you're emailing her, but you know, like, you know, if you say, oh, I can ask her right now if your date's available and I can find out some pricing. Like, I'm like, listen, you don't have to have been doing this for years to come off as if you've been doing this for years. You just have to know what you, you don't know what you don't know until I'm telling you, this is what you need to know, <laughs> you know? So it's, 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 it's so many things about that. And, and again, that's why I love my school so much. And that's why I'm so proud of it is because I know that what I'm giving them is like setting them up, you know? Cause again, people say, you know, how do I get clients? How do I get clients? you know, whatever. I'm like, listen, do some work for free. You know, I know it's not such a popular thing, especially right now, but I'm like, 
What are you going to have for your portfolio? Get in there, learn how to do some work, learn, you know, learn what, learn the shoes not to wear, learn the, the, uh, the, the, the vibe of, um, like, you know, weddings are a different beast. And so, you know, you might get a photographer who's, who's dope, but they don't really do weddings. They don't understand the hustle of a wedding. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know? No, they are a different beast. And like, there's so, like you said, with wedding planning, it's the same with photography. Like you end up being a therapist a lot of times. And so mm-hmm. If you have not great interpersonal skills, they might not be a great wedding photographer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, really, like, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I have these like just very human, real moments with my, with my clients, you know, that, you know, I, I'm like, I'm just grateful that my clients know that they can talk to me the way that they, that they do, that they, that they can feel comfortable. I remember one of my brides, we went to some tasting, but it was like a big group tasting type of thing. Like it was like an event and she comes up to me and I was like, why does she look like this? <laughs> you know? And she says, um, I want to tell you something. I said, are you pregnant? Because she was glowing. I know people say that pregnant people glow. I don't know if I think that all the time or if I see it, but she was, as soon as I walked up, I was like, what is she doing? You know? She said, I'm pregnant. I said, okay. You know, I was like, I, I, when I told her, I said, are you pregnant? She's like, how did you know? I was like, cause you are glowing. Like you literally look like you're pregnant. She's like, everybody keeps saying this. And it wasn't that she had gained weight, you know, and her fiance was, um, deployed. Like, you know what I'm so, and, and her mom also didn't necessarily like agree with her fiance at the beginning. And, you know, so it's like, we're dealing with her pregnant. We're dealing with her fiance being out of the country, literally showed up a week before the wedding we're dealing with this issue, these past issues she's had with her mother for years. Like it's, you know, yeah. you, you, you got to know what you're doing, but you also have to be present enough that people feel like they can talk to you. Because again, I mean, aside from just wanting to do, you know, to be that and do a great job, you know, that's what gets people coming back to you and making more money. Oh, totally. Totally. hundred percent. You know? Yeah. People want to give you, people will give you what you charge, you know, if they feel like they can trust you, they feel like they can do, you know, that, that you can do what they need you to do, you know? So a lot of people, again, you know, they want to, they want to learn the ins and outs. And, you know, I think because, you know, when it comes to planning, people think that, you know, you only go to school to figure out what a budget is or whatever. And I'm like, you can go online for a budget, <laughs> you know, but again, how are you going to handle the contract? What about somebody comes back to you? How are you going to fix your contract? What, how do you build a wedding? Where do you start? What about vendor relationships? How do you build vendor relationships? How do you, you know, all of that. So again, you may not have, you may have only planned one event, but you need to show up as if you've been planning events for 13 years, you know? And again, that's why I love my school so much. Cause I, I know when they first come into it, they're kind of like overwhelmed and they're just like, you know, you know, they're, because it's an investment, of course, you know, they're kind of like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, whatever. Some people, their egos in the way they've planned a little bit, but they don't really know. So they don't want to say like, Hey, I need a little bit of extra help, you know? Yeah. But at the end of it, they're just like, what? You know, they're like, <laughs> you know, and the best when my students email me and they're like, 
okay, I used this trick and it totally worked. You know, like <laughs> that's happened a lot, you know, that's happened a lot. So anyway, so yeah. Like celebrating because you're like, yeah, helping people win. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. So if people want to find you or your school or your wedding planning, tell us where we can find you online on social media, all of those things. Okay. So it is my simply perfect.com, which is my website. Um, if you go to the Academy, I actually am obsessed with my website, but that's another story. But anyway, <laughs> it has like scrolling pictures. And so I just sit on my website sometimes just like, and I'm like, Oh, I love that wedding. Anyway. Um, it's stunning. but, um, if you scroll down to the Academy, you can find it there as well. Um, the Academy is also on think ethic. Um, it's the planners Academy. I can, I will send you links. It's on my website. It is also on my Instagram. The link is always going to be in my Instagram, which is my simply perfect. Um, yeah, my email address is summer at my simply perfect. If someone wants to email me and ask me some questions, you know, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm around. I love, uh, I'm so happy I talked to you today because I was really, I love what I do. Like, I love what I do. I love educating. I love planning. And I mean, you know, especially this past week, I just like, man, I just want to get in bed, you know, and with the pandemic, you know, I just, but every time I talk to my brides or to my clients, I say brides a lot. I know I don't have just brides, but anyway, <laughs> when I talk to my clients, you know, I, I get, I get hyped up again and I get energized again. So it's, yeah. Totally. That's fine. Yeah. And that <laughs> shows. It's so inspiring. It just like makes me want to go out and like do some stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You know, and, and, and that's, the, that's the thing too, you know, like, um, you know, my mom, we were, <laughs> we were watching the news and this was on Friday or Saturday. And I was like telling her like, I'm, I'm like, burn it down. You know, like, I'm just like enraged. I'm just like, I did not watch this man die and call out for his mom. And I'm going to sit here drinking my Starbucks. I'm like, I'm going to burn it down, you know? And my mom's like, well, I'll get my mask, you know, and my mom. <laughs> you know. And then when the right, when it started popping off, I don't want to say the riots, but when it started popping off, my mom, I was like, okay, I'm getting dressed. I'm getting dressed right now. I'm going to go out and protest, you know, the, fear in my mom's voice and she like started lying to me <laughs> she's like, I think it's raining yeah no somewhere I think it's I think it's raining outside yeah no no, no. oh yeah it's raining a lot <laughs> you know I just was like I can't do this to this woman right now you know what I'm saying like so next time she just won't know that I'm out there but you know she starts like lying to me like you know like oh like I like I can't see that it's not raining up yeah it's summer yeah it's, it's raining it's you know <laughs> so like, you know but there's, there's a lot going on, you guys, like there's a, there's, there's so much going on in the world and, and, you know, I can, I can, you know, replan, reschedule these weddings during this, you know, pandemic and I can fight for justice, you know, and I can also teach you how to be a wedding and event planner and I can also plan your wedding, you know, like this is, you know, this is the world we're in, you know, and it's. Oh my gosh. Totally. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, with, with everything going on too, I think it makes it even more important to invest in highly trained educators because oh. you're just getting started in your, I'm like, 
I'm same kind of thing. I'm like, I'm been doing this 11 years and a pandemic is still like scary for me, but like people just getting started, like you need someone in your corner who can help you through this. This is not easy. It's so many of my students, as soon as this started, were like, uh, summer, what am I going to do? They're messaging me. They're emailing me. You know, they're like, can we hop on a Zoom? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know? And they're just like, you know, that's, that's one of the things. Cause even for me, I'm like, what do we do? You know what I mean? Like that's luckily my, my clients listen to me. There still is that, you know, not everyone's on the same page as far as like how deadly and contagious coronavirus is, you know, but yeah, that's, I mean, all of my students have been saying, I am so happy that I have you right now because I don't even know what to tell my, and especially if you're, if you're just starting out, you know, you're like, I'm kind of trying to feel my way through this. And I'm like, we're all trying to feel our way through this. But if you don't have, (laughs) if you don't have someone coaching you or telling you, Hey, okay, this is what you need to say. And this is how you need to say it. Or this is what you need to look into. Hey, listen, there's a guy who does ABCD. This is what I, you know what I mean? Like if you don't have someone doing that, then you're just out there just flopping around, not, you know, not knowing. So I, I, I appreciate you saying that it's, it's, it's true. I cannot stress the importance of learning from someone who is doing it, you know, and again, who is going to tell you, like, people always say that I'm like, you know, like I, I have a regular like segment that, uh, not a regular segment, sorry. I have a reoccurring segment, um, which sounds like the same thing, but it's not. But anyway, I'm on a morning radio show in Atlanta and they always say like, you know, Summer McLean, the no nonsense planner, you know, who's going to tell you like it is. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you like it is when it comes to planning your wedding. And I'm going to tell you like it is when it comes to you trying to be a planner, you know, I'm going to tell you what works and what doesn't been around a long time. And you know, if you want to make money, you want to change your life, you need to learn from someone who changed their life and who made money, you know? Totally. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much for being on the porch cast today. I enjoyed this conversation so much. And um, y'all, if you're listening in, make sure you go and follow Summer on Instagram and check out her school, the Academy. Um, And yeah, just thank you so much. And can't wait to, um, can't wait to continue this conversation later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Looking in the mirror, boy, it's dressed to the night.